In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. Really cool thing about Hebrew language is that um, they do a whole bunch of things going on at the same time with their words. They don't just mean it literally. So Isaiah didn't see the Lord high and lifted up. He, it wasn't a matter of how high do I have to look up to see him. It was a matter of God was seated above every kingdom. There's no kingdom that is higher than where God was sitting. He was sitting higher than any other king. And he was lifted up like really, really high. You know how like your kid comes home from Sunday school and they were like, it was really, really fun. You're like, you know, I understand fun. You're okay. You don't say that, right? You let him, it was really, really. He was high and lifted up. He was higher than any other kingdom. God is sitting on his throne, high and lifted up above any other kingdom. And... The train of his robe filled the temple. So there's an old custom that when a king would conquer another land, he would strip that other king of his robe and have the royal seamstress sew it onto his robe. And this was the example I used this Sunday. So if I go to Catalyst and I conquer Catalyst (laughs) and I strip Dave of his robe and I sew it onto the end of my robe, and then I go down to encounter and I slay Stu and I conquer encounter. And I take Stu's robe and I tie it onto mine. And then Tyrone comes over to Westminster and he's ready to conquer me. And he sees on my robe, tied, t- sewn onto the end, is Dave's robe and Stu's robe. He's like, I know I can't beat Dave. I might be able to beat Stu, but I know I can't beat Dave. I am not going to pick a fight with Dan Sullivan because he can see who I've already conquered by looking at my robe. Now, this is not the robe they'd wear every day. This is the robe they would wear for ceremony. So if you're a foreign you know, army and you're coming to attack and you go and you see this dude's, who this dude's robes are made of, you know whether you're going to be able to take him or not, right? Well, you open the door to God's temple, and there he is seated high and lifted up, and his robe fills the temple. He has conquered every single king that has ever been a king. He has conquered every nation. So not only is his throne high and above every king, But he is showing a sign of conquering every king, just flaunting it. Did you see these uh, pictures from Newfoundland where it snowed like 12 feet and the people couldn't even open their doors? Like they'd open their front door and the imprint of their front door was on the snow all the way up? Isaiah sees the Lord seated high and lifted up and his robe fills the temple. The train of his robe fills the temple so much that when he goes to see the Lord... He can't open the door because God has conquered so many kings that the whole temple is filled with his rope. Isn't that awesome? Every king. Every king. King of anything, God has conquered him. Above him stood the seraphim. 
The seraphim, it says in Psalms, they're like made out of fire. God can will them into existence or out of existence, just whatever he wants. And there's a seraphim, and they have six wings. Two, they're covering their face. Two, they're covering their feet. And two, they're flying. And they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. So when we drive down the road and we pray, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We are praying with a seraphim, a six-winged seraphim in heaven. We are praying those same things along with him. That's pretty awesome. If you want to know how to pray, imitate angels that are written in scripture that are currently praying. But then what happens when they pray it? The foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. Remember when all the soldiers came to arrest Jesus? And they said, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am he. And a whole platoon of soldiers fell backwards, like fell down, had to regain themselves and get back up and gather. And I want to see that. I want to see what that looks like. These guys' words... Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The foundations of the thresholds shook at their voice. And I want to propose that it wasn't because the seraphim were loud. Because Isaiah didn't say, my ears hurt or anything. It's the, the content of their words shook the earth. Saying that God is holy and the Lord of hosts and the earth is full of his glory was such a weighty, heavy thing to say that the whole place shook with just those words. And then the last thing, woe to me, I'm lost. I'm a sinful man among sinful people. I have unclean lips. Well, this is only Isaiah 6. Isaiah hasn't said a bunch of bad words. He hasn't been, you know, potty mouth all this time. What in the world is he talking about? He's talking about He's a son of Adam. He has sinned against God by eating the apple. And that has made his lips unclean. He is an unclean person because he lives as a descendant of Adam, a rebel against God's perfect, holy, wonderful law. And that's why it's so awesome when the angel comes, brings a coal and says, your sins are forgiven. The sin that you committed in Adam... I forgive. What? And then his reaction. What happens? As soon as that happens, he can hear the thoughts of God. He can hear God thinking, who shall we send? And then he willingly is like, please send me. Come on. I'm right here. He's not afraid. He is not trying to figure out how to do it. No offense to administrators. He's not making a plan. He is, here I am, send me, I got to go, let me go. Isn't that awesome? Just how that whole thing progresses. Thanks.